Welcome to 9 to 5, <laughs> a podcast about 20-somethings employment. I'm Allie. I don't have a 9 to 5. I had I have multiple side hustles. I'm Emma. I do have a 9 to 5 that I love. And we're here to talk about all things related to our jobs, our not jobs, and the world at large as it relates to unemployment, underemployment, regular employment. What not jobs are actually jobs, in my opinion. Oh, man. Not to, like, lead off with The Bachelor, but there's a lot of jobs on The Bachelor that aren't real jobs. Like that girl who was an ice fishing enthusiast or sport fishing enthusiast. Yeah, and everyone who's a personal trainer. I mean, they just give not jobs a bad name or a good name. I mean, yeah, they're probably going to capitalize pretty heavily off of The Bachelor. Yeah. If they know it's good for them. That's true. You can do a lot with that. It's a real springboard. <laughs> Speaking of springboards, we were talking earlier about colleges having entrepreneurship programs uh, and how that's more of a recent phenomenon. It's a trend. It's yeah. very much a trend. Yeah. I went to an arts college and read today that they have a two-year entrepreneurship program that's purely extracurricular, but is very much focused on venture development. Is it just a passing trend or is it a reflection of where we're going? Is like a renaissance of small business in a way or is that too optimistic? It's interesting because like, especially for people in arts fields who may be more likely to freelance, it's seems like a really smart idea to... Who may be more likely to belly flop into the professional world. I think when we were growing up and through college, again, just a few short years ago, the idea of being an entrepreneur in college was presented to us as this genius who dropped out of college. I think it... I My um, impression of an entrepreneur was kind of like that person who can't do anything else, so they just become an entrepreneur. Hmm. Yeah. Which I, I don't know, kind of colors my own perception of myself, but... <laughs> well, for, for me, it's like, oh, you think of, you know, brilliant minds who leave Harvard and then go to found, you know, multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah, I guess your also realm is a little different than mine, being in, like, the Ivy scene. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it kind of, like, having university entrepreneurship programs kind of takes away some of that mystique that to found a company you need to make this drastic change and drop out of school it allows you to continue doing what you're doing but also explore this other option these new companies are cropping up and a lot of them are like tangential to like the big ones but there's still this big gap of people who are totally bootstrapping it and are like 22 and just graduated from college and, like, giving it a go. And then there are people who are, like, acquiring funding and Mm -hmm. used to work at Google or Facebook and are, like, the real players. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, interesting to me that, I don't know, is it, like, a false hope thing? My dream would be that people are, like, changing where people want things to be more specific to them and their area and their local economy. Mm -hmm. So they become consumers in that way. And because some you know, app design maybe, like, appeals to them a little more specifically, they're going to go that route instead of, like, the heavily funded route because the 
experience isn't so different. That would be like my entrepreneurship utopia idea, but <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't know. And like, I, I would be interested to look at what the trajectory of people like of companies that don't make it, people use it as like a jumping off point to figure out what they want to do. Do they, I don't, I mean, there's obviously like a wide range of reasons reasons people become entrepreneurs and reasons like people do what they do with the companies they found. Just like, I want to know what people do. Why they do what they do. Why they do what they do. And what influences like a collective shift to like, or like a new curriculum across all universities. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the new American dream, like attainable. Mm Mm-hmm. If you come from any kind of background and feel that you can sell yourself to the public in any kind of way, there are pathways to do that mm-hmm. now, I guess, which I get, I, which I think is what is creating this whole obsession with venture, as well as, like, the, like it's kind of like a get-rich-quick thing. You can be, like, 25 yeah. and have a great idea and be really charismatic and... Uh, Sell yourself, sell your idea, the magic of the internet, if that happens to strike you. I don't know, I just think that that is so clearly never going to happen for you in corporate America that I think people mm-hmm. who are, like, disenchanted with it anyways pursue the whole entrepreneurship route. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said about it feeling like a get-rich-quick thing. Do you, like, that goes back to the age-old, and by age-old I mean, like, years-old, conversation of whether millennials are dreamers who have had everything handed to us or like really savvy and just working differently from our parents so they don't understand what we're doing I think it's like mostly the latter but like a sprinkle of the former Mm -hmm. right immediacy has been ingrained in us because of the hope thing like it could be a reality like things do go viral there are overnight sensations and I think anyone falls into that trap of believing that can be true for them. But corporate America is so clunky. If you actually work in it for a few years, you're like, it's amazing what old piece of shit this is. (laughs) Well, and we're not thinking, I don't know anyone who's thinking about, except for people that like really want to become doctors or lawyers who are thinking about, okay, I'm going to go into this career and stick with it for my entire working adult life. Well, because I think the recession taught us that you really can't count on anything for any, forever. Go into something and specialize in this, and then in 10 years that could not exist. Mm-hmm. Or that could be like a skill you can't profit from anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking recently about are we becoming bad planners for the future because we know how uncertain the future can be? Or are we enjoying what we have when we have it? 20-something thing to think is okay. I've read things that say that millennials are actually pretty good at saving money, but I feel like in certain ways with not caring as much about job stability, are we... I guess that's where where I'm thinking about. Are we not caring enough? Is the fact that we don't care about job stability or expect job stability making us 
not plan for the future. I think the lack of job stability is a reality, though. Yeah. So then, as far as planning for the future, I don't know. Everyone that I know is extremely frugal. True. And so they do plan for the future. I mean, I'm definitely not planning for the future. But that's because my life is in chaos. But... I don't know, like... I prefer to call it cinematic shambles. and people who have become entrepreneurs and people who have created businesses are all the scientist engineer type who were bred to think X, Y, and Z was valuable or mm-hmm. saleable, like big data. And I don't think that the opposite of whatever that is has really come to... Are you talking about like the creative boom in technology? No, I'm talking, I mean, I'm talking more abstractly than that, like, because there's creative in design, mm-hmm. right? There's creative in like, unique games that require unique thinking Mm -hmm. but what is the opposite of the quantified self like if you look at yourself and you see like a sheet of numbers and you know like that's who you are numerically why can't we do the opposite of that with technology i I don't know i think we can like understand ourselves in a different way than that right yeah even now like big data is such a like thrown around term we'll interview people for work and they talk about oh we you know we have so many requests coming every week aggregate all this data and we have like billions of data points every week and it's like okay yeah like who the fuck cares anymore i guess like ad for advertising purposes it matters yeah like it does but and but that are you know that already exists yeah and then there's so all, only so much you can do with advertising, right? If your advertising doesn't reach people in an emotional way, you can have all the fucking data you want. Like, you can reach the exact right person. You just might not know what to say to them. Mm-hmm. So I am a software engineer and I feel like I've come to the point in my career, air quotes career, because it's been a year and a half. It's very career-like though. Yeah, where I feel comfortable that I can solve any problem that I'm given, which is like really not the case for when you're just starting out, you're, it's challenging to figure out a solution to a problem. So I've been thinking more about like career development and what I can do to work smarter and like expand my skills in terms of like thinking more abstractly about 
my code and just doing a better job. Like I know I can implement anything I need to implement, but I, it might not be like the best way to do it. And so I want to learn the best way to do it now. So I've been thinking about that and thinking about, way, about ways to do that. And for a couple of weeks, I like didn't really talk to anyone at work about it. I was just kind of mulling it over in my head and trying to figure out like, you know, what I could offer to do more of. And I was finding it hard to like put myself forward without giving anyone the context in which I wanted to put myself forward. So I finally actually talked to one of my coworkers who's like a leader in my department. And that was really helpful to be able to share what I wanted to do and like work out ways in which I could try to make that happen like with another person. I think I always forget that like you can actually talk to other people about these things and they'll want to help you and you don't have to just figure it out on your own. Yeah. And, and I feel so much better about it when now that I know that like someone else is looking out for my career development and looking at, and knows the things that I want and can kind of like see opportunities for me to try those. Therein lies the definition of mentor. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Oh my god, my mind was just blown. So jealous you have a mentor. I do have a mentor. It's great. We're pals. Um, so I guess we can wrap up with, did you cry today? No. I didn't cry today. Did you cry today? No, but I congratulated myself many times for not crying. Here, eat this basil leaf. I don't know. It'll make you feel better. Okay. It's gonna smell. It's gonna taste really good. It smells really good. Yeah. We're just All gonna right. chew on basil leaves. <laughs> Nine to five. Thanks for listening. Did you guys cry today? Let us know. We always care. <laughs> Dad, did you cry today? <laughs> you can tell me. Probably. Bye. Bye. It's kind of bitter. <laughs>